Well, do you have you have an understanding? What's I don't want to put you on the on the spot, but non-duality. You understand the definition of, of those two words, right? I believe so. Not two. Yes. And the two is uh, is a way we way we translate what we're seeing and thinking. It's a dualistic way. Yes. Yes. And. The root of the dualistic way would be the dualism of subject-objectness that's happening where we are. Yeah. So sometimes Rob feels like he's the thinker. Sometimes Rob feels like he's the thought about. Yeah. So sometimes Rob is 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 seen in a subjective uh, aspect, and sometimes it's seen as an objective aspect. That's uh, the that's what non-duality is negating. Yeah. It's a negation of duality. Why is that? Yeah. Because let's say if you were something and you wanted to be something else, yeah, then you would have a you would not be speaking so much about where you started from but where you want to go. And in most cases that's that's how the path goes. You want to become a better self or find out the truth or the authentic self or the ultimate, whatever. But the assumption is you're something real to begin with, in a sense, and you're going to become more real once you expunge like the impurities of the body and do this and do that. Yes. But in this case, that starting point is what's negated. We're negating Rob. Yeah. The meaning of Rob is being negated. So when we see what we're not, which we have been in the sense of there's been a taking ourselves to be that for quite, you know, in time for a while, when we see that we're not, there's a sense of that we're the seeing of that. Yeah. So finally, there's nothing, you're not going to be seen what you are, what Rob really is, can't be seen, can't be heard, can't be felt, can't be tasted, can't be touched because it's not a thing. Yeah. But it's what's do is it's what's it's what's seeing, it's what's feeling, it's what's thinking, it's what's tasting, it's what's touching. But it can't be touched, tasted, or felt as something like that. So basically, a great Zen master put it very clearly. He said, "Whatever can be perceived, which is like Rob right now, like I'm perceiving you through this Wi-Fi, yeah, and you're perceiving this body." And he says, all right, whatever can be perceived, so that's the, the first experience, cannot be perceiving. Yeah. So if you listen to the head, that's the narration of Rob, it's the exact opposite. Its assumption is based on the exact opposite. It's based that what can be perceived is what's perceiving. So Rob, as what can be perceived, is claimed to be the doer of the seeing, the hearing, the feeling, the tasting, the touching. You see? You see um, how off that is? Yeah, huh? but no one's doing it. Yeah. Yes. It's just so happening. Then, exactly. So Rob comes after. Rob is part of what happens. But what what occurs is Rob sort of comes at the tail end of what happens, but it's implied to be before what happened. Yeah. It's just like a little, uh, 
It's like a magic trick in time. So that which comes after the idea of Rob is now before everything. So now Rob is the doer of a lot of shit Rob has nothing to do with. Yeah. <laughs> he's the thinker. He's the this. He's the that. So this ownership uh, gets us stuck in a way. Because once you start owning the thoughts, they seem to have the ability to own you. Yeah. So the thought held as my thought can ruin your day. Yeah. Now, it may ruin Rob's day when it's called Rob's thought, but when Rob shares me his thought, not seeing it as mine, it doesn't ruin my day. But the same thought that was ruining Rob's day, if it was held as Paul's thought, it could ruin my day. Yes? You might as well just check out what's going on in your own little laboratory called Rob. It's all there. So if... if there is always a quality when Rob stops, which it does quite a lot, something continues. What's that which continues when Rob stops? Yeah. Rob has to be remembered. It's got to be thought about. It's got to be implied. It's got to be pictured in memories. It's got to be remembered in the past and remembered by worrying in the future. There's a lot of effort to keep projecting this idea of Rob, but there's no effort to be what you are. Rob's high maintenance. Rob is very high maintenance. It's taken that, that attention and interest could be spent in a better way. Yeah. So <laughs> instead of enslaving, instead of an enslavement to the story of Rob, based on the past and the future, it, that same interest and attention could be enriching this moment, yeah? You could be awake to being awake, so to speak, yeah? Instead of hoping to, be, to become awake as Rob. <laughs> so, <laughs> when I went to satsangs, I... Uh, They were great because they showed me something that was missing that I was missing. Yeah. Going to satsang showed me something that was missing that I was missing, which was most of the satsangs I went to, people were describing the indescribable. They were talking about all I am is consciousness, all I am is emptiness, void, whatever. Yeah. And uh, it didn't matter how many times that they describe what I am, it wasn't getting through to what I am. It was being claimed by what I'm not, yeah? So what I'm not actually got more bummed out hearing about what I am than <laughs> it was before hearing about what I am. Because then it had a new demand, it should be awake, you know? <laughs> it should, it should become enlightened. And they were heavy burdens for Rob or Paul to handle because Rob and Paul are not equipped to be awake. <laughs> so if you go to spiritual groups, it's amazing what we what we're not can do to a statement called awakening. It drives itself crazy with that statement. It would have been better if no one ever heard it before. And this and enlightenment is the is the you know the summa cum laude of getting whacked, you know? Enlightenment, 
<laughs> how could this be this person be enlightened and I'm not enlightened I've gone on many more satsangs I've been to six continents I've been to caves I kiss people's feet what the fuck yeah so <laughs> so what was more important to me because let's say the description as an example was me as a lion but it wasn't getting through to the lion. It was getting sort of detoured by a sheep programming the lion was sort of invested in without actually knowing it. Yeah, He had seemingly forgotten his lionness and he was taking itself to be a sheep. So every time it, he heard it, heard about being a lion, it had to go into the sheep programming and it turned into the best I can do is become like a lion. That's not the message, yeah? So the message to me is more important to point out and describe what's describable, which is the sheep program, yeah? To describe that, to understand that, you are experiencing it all freaking day right now. So to turn those attempts, because you can't understand the, you know, the incomprehensible. You can't, you can't know the unknowable, yeah? It just doesn't work. But you can know what you're not. You can see what you're not. Yeah, you can understand what you're not. And in that, that's what you are. Yeah. You're the seeing of what you're not. You're the awareness of what you're not. That's as close as you can get to what you are. Yeah. So, all right, I just want to put that out there, Rob. Thank yeah. you. You're done. I'll, I'll see you in about five years. <laughs> Drop in, yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, Mike, you want to open up anything? Sorry, uh, anybody want to raise their man their hands? Hi, Paul. Hello, who? It's Skylar. Oh, it's Skylar. Yes. <laughs> My mom is also here for the first time. Hi. Hey. Her name is Jules. Hey, Jules. Welcome. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> hey, your daughter could have dragged you to other things. This won't be so bad. All right. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> I skyline, what's this what's up? You just wanna say hello? I can't see you. You're like blue. All right, there you yeah, go. I was running on the treadmill. Um what's up? Life is good. Loving the new kitties. Love that my mom's here. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to explain this to her over the phone for a while, so this will be good. <laughs> yeah, it's, you don't need to explain it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. I told her just let it sink in. Yeah, I'm listening. <laughs> so no question? Oh, I guess I have a question. Oh, I was gonna ask, um, like, 
So how did it happen with your girlfriend? <laughs> what? Be more specific about happened. What is okay. it that you're speaking well, about? It really stood out to me the other or last night when you said that a girl said hello to you and then you thought about it for like five hours. What does that mean? Like what oh, that was when I was. Uh, that was that's what I what happened to me when I was eleven years old, twelve years old. Okay. Well, I it was an example that. of. <laughs> it was an example of an extreme obsession with self. That I had no idea that I was in because I, I hadn't been in anyone else. So I, whatever Paul was looking like, that's what I thought it was. So, I was extremely sensitive and uh, obsessed with myself. Because when I was young, when I looked in, when I looked, let's say, at Peter Kennedy or my friend Al or someone, I saw a real solid thing. When I looked inside, I didn't see anything. It was very off-putting, yeah? So I basically song and danced myself through like school to about seventh grade. Yeah, it was very, uh, I didn't have, uh, like when I looked it back, it didn't hit anything, yeah? And it was that uh, the surface yapping got very afraid of that felt like anyone could see that big hole so he had a it had a song and dance to keep everyone away yeah 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 and that led into uh you know needing to seek relief you know from a condition i would call what's not happening you know it was mostly in the head so i was drawn as soon as i got introduced to alcohol and then quickly drugs, I just went for it because, and in hindsight, what I got caught in was self trying to get out of self, yes? This idea of Paul was trying to get out of an idea of self, yeah? Not knowing Paul was also an, ex an extension of selfing, yeah? I had no idea. So when, even if I would have heard the statement, self can't get out of self, I would have excluded myself from that observation because I was calling one aspect of self Paul. Yeah. And it made total sense for Paul to try to get out of self completely. It was my driving, it was the driving mechanism. I wanted to get out of me as me. I didn't see that until I did, you know. I'll give you a good example. I was in Australia, this is when I'm older, and uh, circumstances got me involved with this. Uh, it was like a, almost like a therapeutic retreat with Osho people. There was a big Osho community. If you don't know Rajneesh or if you don't know who he was, uh, in this little town called Byron Bay on the, on the east coast of Australia. So I was living there. And uh, I picked up a woman uh, hitching and she told me about this thing. And so I was interested in her. So she kept talking to me and I drove her. And then I was going to go on a round the world trip. I was buying a ticket there. But I called up this. I, she gave me a brochure and I called up the, the, the people. And that's where I first saw what's looking is what you're looking for. 
an adaptation of what St. Francis of Assisi had said. Yeah? thought that was a very cool statement. So I called them up, and then they told me about it, and, they, and I didn't know anyone, I didn't know any of those people. And I said, all right, well, I'll get back to you. And I called up the travel agent, and I was telling her I'm torn between doing this thing and buying the ticket. And she says, I've done that thing, because the whole town was Osho people. And I, you, you'll do that and you'll get the ticket, yeah? Which was a nice, inclusive way of looking at it. it my head was always either or, yeah? Either I go on this trip or I do this. No, she said, you'll do both. So I went and I got, I got into it. And <laughs> it was a trip. So they'd have this thing where they, it, it was called the miracle of love or the path of love, path of love. And at the middle you'd have a lot of like talking and in the middle of the day they open up the place put these like mattresses down and basically put music on and sort of incite cathodic events yeah so i had this and i wasn't i had no interest in going there but i'd always go there in the setting so this one time i was sitting there crying my eyes out and i'm saying i can never get back I can never get back. And now these people were a lot of spiritual seekers. This was great to them. They were they were like, oh, this guy's getting it, you know. I can never get back. And I'm crying and they take me outside and I'm just blissed out, you know, in this sand. I can never return from where I left. And then a couple of years later, after entertaining this idea that's offered, I realized the reason why I can never get back is because I never left. See, I thought I had left, and that's what made the whole idea of being, I left. <laughs> I can never get back. If you take the, the left out, the drama of I can never get back just completely, the air just comes out of it completely. <laughs> completely. The reason why I can never get back is I never left. I, there's no... <laughs> And I could see it was almost like a spiritual doll and all of the air getting sucked out. It was unbelievable. Because the whole drama and the feeling of accomplishment is trying to effort to get back from where you think you've left, but you haven't left anywhere. <laughs> that's, the, that's the little crux of the matter. Yeah, it would be great if you had left, then it would be great to look to get back. I could spend a whole life, you know, doing blogs on how I'm doing on my return to to that which I left, but I haven't left. It's like the Course in Miracles says. Basically, you the guilt that everyone's trying to dump and get out of is based on that we left the Godhead, which never is, is an impossibility. So the whole charade is based on a fallacy. Well, this is, you know, if you boil it all down, this is exactly the programming we're resting on. We're resting on a huge assumption, and that assumption thinks in a very assumed way, which is, I left somewhere, and I can never return to it, as if I have that much power. Yes? So in a weird way, it's all self grind, you know, self-obsession. Self loves to try to get out of self. 
It's just, it's more of a self than ever. Yeah? <laughs> and it's all selfing, you see. The selfing generates and reinforces the idea that you already are that which you'll never be. It's sort of like a, it's, it's a translation of I've left what I am. It's basically saying you're something already that you can actually never be. It's, it's implying it's just taking it to be a fucking fact that you're a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. That you're a thing, you have private thoughts, you have da-da-da-da, and you are definitely an doer of everything that issues forth for you, except for bodily actions like shitting, blah, 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 blah. But then, if there seems to be a choice, you fucking did it. Yeah? This is insane. Yeah? And it's not based, see, if you get caught in the weeds, you're going to have to buy a lot of blades every week for the weed whacker. And you're going to just be whacking weeds all day. You've got to see if it's so. The premise, yeah? If you, if you question the particulars without questioning the premise, you're reinforcing the premise. The premise is where it's at. This is why the message of non-duality is so beautiful because it brings into contrast what you're not. It does. When you're entertaining this idea, you... The activity of what you're not gets illuminated. You see it where you didn't used to see it before. You see it. Now, almost nothing that you meet is going to do that because everything that you meet has been commandeered by the system itself. Yeah? Even what we call spirituality, if you hear, if you hear spirituality, there's a spiritual path. What takes a path but a body? Does a spirit have to take a spiritual path? No. You're going to be taken to the top of the mountain. What gets taken to the top of a mountain? The body does. Yeah? The spirit is everywhere. It's not, oh, it's not, it's been down here and now it's up. No. It's, it's all-inclusive space. That nothing, nothing... Whatever appears in it or disappears in it doesn't affect it. It's like the sky that allows, it doesn't allow anything. It's, that's just its nature. It's wide open. A lot of shit happens in the sky, but none of the shit that happens in the sky fucks the sky up. Yeah? You can, you can have 365 days of 4th of July explosions. It's not going to rip the sky open because there's no thing called sky. Yeah? It's a name for something, it's a name for like nothing almost, yeah? And nothing allows everything to occur, yet it's not affected by everything. That's more of our nature. Yeah. So the importance of the message is questioning the previous message we're living from, yeah? We've already swallowed hook, line, and sinker a message, Yeah. That message needs to be negated. And it's quite easily because it never truly happened. It's always happening, and, it's, and in the happening, it implies it's already happened, but it never becomes a happened. It's just happening. Selfing is just selfing. Yeah? It never produces a self, ever. 
we assume it's talking about something that's already there. This is the dilemma. It's a trick in time. Yeah? You can learn everything else, and if you miss this, everything else you learned will reinforce the you that you're not. Yeah? That's what hit, with, hit me. When I, when I saw this in a certain way, satsangs haven't changed since then. Yeah? People, you know, they saw me 12 years ago. They call me up. Anything new? No, there's nothing fucking new. I mean, the message is the message because the activity of the previous message continues because it's the mechanical assumption. It's sort of like a, a robocall that never ends, you know, or like sp spam, get, constantly getting sent to you. You haven't had a hernia for 30 years, but you get hernia belt commercials all day, yeah? It's like the selfing, 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 yeah? And so you listen to it without any knowledge or understanding, you fall sort of, not there's no you, but there's a falling into it, yeah? Like we spoke about last week, the big camera doesn't lose itself, it thinks it's lost itself when it looks through the small camera, yeah? The small camera has no ability to convince the big camera or to make the big camera the small camera. The big camera does. The big camera is the one that takes itself to be the brownie. Yes? So when the big, when the big camera questions it, when the brownie questions it, it doesn't go anywhere. When the big camera questions it, there's a possibility. Hey, I'm not the brownie. Yeah? You don't go kick the brownie apart. You just, there's just a lifting of attention and interest that was sort of laying on it like a weather front. It goes back to the, to the bigger camera. Oh, I never was the brownie. I never will be the brownie. And I'm not the brownie now. Yeah. Now that's a clear, that's a clear understanding. Yeah. Now when the advertisement keeps coming up, maybe you'll see through it. If you see through it, it's telling you to move and you don't move. It tells you the direction to go. You don't go that direction. It keeps playing as if it's the GPS, but you never follow its fucking directions. Yeah. You're led by something other than the head. Yeah. And over time, I mean, we, we're, we're not two levels below a coconut as an action figure. There's sentience here. You can see something's happening. And you can, and it's so clear you haven't promoted it or provoked it. You haven't. Something's living through you, unbeknownst to mostly you. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And so it takes a more humble position because its mental arm can't reach around what's happening to claim it. It can't. Yeah, it can. It can have a memory that it once claimed it or a fear that it's going to claim it, but your direct evidence right now is more like something is doing through you what you couldn't do for yourself. That's the feeling, yeah? A lot. So that's grounded in fact, yeah? That's grounded. That doesn't need tons of advertising. You know, I always use, you know, Budweiser beer. I haven't drank in 30-something years, but I'm sure it tastes just as bad as it used to taste. All they do is they take, they change their cans. They put three openings or they, they don't change the fucking product. It sucks. 
So, but they change and they spend tons of advertising and tons of people drink the shit. Yeah. So they just, oh, this one has four holes. The beer will get down faster. Wow, wow. I can't wait for the new can of Budweiser. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is what the head does. It keeps pack packaging the same old, same old, you know, with a new day, a new look, a new, oh, I was a Kabbalist. Now I'm in the Course in Miracles. I left that. I'm in fundamental Christianity. Oh, go back to Tantric Buddhism, whatever, you know, it's just, Yet, but have you really moved out of anything? No. Paul has been assumed in every path. Paul was assumed to be the one on the path. Paul was assumed to be the one doing the path. Paul was the one that was hoping that what Paul was doing while he was on the path was going to work out and probably had a deep suspicion it wasn't because Paul was there. Yeah. Yeah. If I could only get rid of Paul, Paul would be so much better. You're caught in the net of self, can't get out of self. Now, if you hear that from not self, it's great news. Yeah? Great fucking news. Because you're not trying to get out of self as self. <laughs> I've been trying to get out of here since I've been six years old, pretty religiously. I haven't thought of leaving in years now because I, how can I get out of an imaginary place <laughs> as an imaginary person? <laughs> so I'm completely here because I know I'm not here. You know, that's the only way it goes. Yeah. So, all right. Mike, anyone? Oh, yeah. Nice. Saw Skylar mouth. Thank you. Couldn't hear. And my and her mom. What? And her mom. Her mom. Yeah. Uh, and Doreen is next. Hey Paul. Hey Mike. That's Lee Sean. I'm with I'm with Doreen. And Anna. And Anna tonight. Uh, anyway, Paul, I was talking to Ross earlier. Uh, Ross is my actually my sponsor and uh anyway he and i were talking and he asked me to ask you both of us decided we wanted to find out what was new in non-duality tonight <laughs> <laughs> absolutely nothing <laughs> right we figured that's what you'd say thanks man i thank you paul i appreciate you oh thank you guys thanks for uh coming and and adding on to the 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 event right appreciate on. it Yes. Nice to see you, Doreen. Yes. Oh, another hand came through and an anonymous hand. Yes, there they are. All right, Mike. Hey, see uh, you guys. JP is next. JP and me and Hi, Paul. Hi, everyone. Um, Paul, I, I had a question about forgiveness and and I guess, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at that forgiveness is most probably for the action figure, um, but yeah. being in being being in amends right now, it's it's something that's coming up very strongly. Um, of course, I began with forgiveness um, of people that I fucking hated and I wish were dead, <laughs> but I eventually ended up looking at. You must have been on the list then. You were on the list well, then. 
Oh well, well this is yeah this is what the, this was the next thing I was gonna say because I ended up like on myself with myself it was like it started out with forgiveness of others and then what I really saw in fact was you know it's it's impossible for me to forgive myself that's where right. I ended up great that's so, where uh, the forgiveness lives yeah so that that's that's really the question it's it's like where you know what what role does forgiveness play in this. Whatever role you give it, really. There's nothing called forgiveness as something we entertain or not. There isn't like 800,000 forgivenesses in the world. There's no thing called forgiveness. And I tell you, uh, you'd have to be like incredibly uh, flexible to uh, forgive yourself while you're up the ass of self. So I'm a... Uh, I'm not a believer in that. I, I'm a believer in admitting it's impossible for me to forgive myself. And there's a forgiveness in that. Yeah. Because you're held as the doer. The whole programming of the action figure is rooted in the sense of being the doer. And I'm telling you, you've done shit that you really believe you should never have done, probably. And you're not let off of that charge. You're in a you're in like a holding cell, a mental holding cell or a perpetual probation or parole. There's no forgiveness there. You can't forgive an action if you're thinking you're the actor. Yeah, you have to see you're not the doer. And then there's forgiveness for all the shit, all this doing that may have happened. Yeah, there's no way a doer. I don't see it. Maybe maybe miraculously every once in a while, but I think the easier, larger doorway is recognize or question the idea that you are the doer of everything that's ever been done through you. Yeah. I'm very clear about being taken over by addiction. And uh, you're not you could grill me for fifty hours, I'm not gonna believe I was a doer of that behavior. You know, if you put cocaine in me and you put a lack of money in my pocket and uh, and a lot of fear about returning to the moment, scared shit of dealing with all the guilt and shame, I was apt to do almost anything. Yeah. Yes. So that which can be driven that far and still believe they're the doer isn't going to find forgiveness in, in itself. So I would just admit that, and then there's forgiveness becomes available, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And then if you really get it, like in the Course of Miracles, they have a beautiful idea called atonement. I may, you know, I'm not a great student of the Course, but the atonement is, is, a, is what's before forgiveness, because in atonement you see nothing ever really happened, yeah? Yeah, so that's the absoluteness of it. If this is dreaming, in fact, nothing ever really happened. Yeah, and, you know, living 80 years, you know, seemingly having a beginning and end sort of tends to the idea that must be dreaming. Yeah, because if you were real, I think you'd be real a lot longer. <laughs> I think something in us is, but I don't feel the uh, action figure is. Yeah. So 
I don't, I, uh, you know, when people would tell me why, you know, why don't you stop? <laughs> stop shooting cocaine. I, you know, I said, well, I would have, I could have, I'm not capable. Maybe I have the ability, but I'm not capable. So my way out was a surrender and a, yeah, and, and admitting my, admitting the seeming powerlessness because I was living as if I had power when it was obvious I didn't, yeah. So I went in a back doorway, so to speak. So my forgiveness, a lot of it came from realizing I was dancing with a gorilla. I was going to stop when the gorilla wanted to stop. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes. But you're gonna, it's a very difficult thing to get over the mountain of being the doer. You don't realize, maybe you do, it is one of the planks of the whole programming of the action figure. When I've done talks for a long time, and in the early days, if you really wanted to see everyone get riled up, Talk about personal doership. The whole feeling in the room would change because the system would start feeling a little threatened. Yeah, and especially if you pulled out the statement attributed, supposedly attributed to Buddha, which is, you know, events are happening, deeds are being done, but there's no individual doer thereof. Uh, yeah. When that goes into the programming, the programming would love to spit it out as soon as possible. <laughs> so no, I don't, uh, yeah. I just found this worked, how it worked, yeah? I arrived at a lot of the conclusions, but not in a direct manner, yeah? I found forgiveness by seeing I'm not the doer. That's how I found forgiveness. If you want to say it that way. Yeah, yeah. And I don't really demand the Toyota, you know, to become an amphibious vehicle. It doesn't have that quality. Yeah? So I'm not going to demand the programming to get out of the programming. That's just self trying to get out of self. It doesn't work in my experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you're a forgiving people, but there's no forgiving of you, uh, then you're seeing yourself other than as a person. Yeah. <laughs> you're thinking you're a very special character that shouldn't and never have done the stuff you've done. And everyone has that same programming. They all think they shouldn't have done what they've done. Yeah. I'll forgive them, but I'll never forgive me. Yeah. This is the programming talking. You know that, don't you? It sets up a lot of possibilities for failure so that it can turn in on itself and beat you up even more, really. <laughs> Tell you the truth. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, shit. So, yeah. But you do it as it's put out in the book and you'll come to maybe the same effects they describe, but it didn't look like the way you took it at first, so to speak, yes? So yeah, yeah, I'm not a... I, if I was gonna get a t-shirt, it would be do less harm. 
I wouldn't go to the extreme of do no harm, but maybe a little less, you know. <laughs> that may be the, the, height, the ceiling of the action figure, I don't know. You know, we step on each other's toes a lot, right? Jesus Christ, I've gotten so many, I was so like excited about when this information was starting to come in. And a lot of times it wasn't greeted with open arms. I mean, I had a lot of people hating me <laughs> in my community. <laughs> they were very pissed off. You know, shit. They were. Almost came to blows a few times. People who are very invested in meditation, you know, and other things. So, yeah. But I forgive them, for they did not know what they do. <laughs> All right, thanks, bro. And you know, JP, you have a little seriousness that's not serving you, I don't believe. Just ask for that to be, that sword that points towards you, let it be blunted a little, yes? More like a butter knife, not like a scalpel. You don't need to be operating on yourself. Yeah, surrender to that power. Yeah? Thanks, Paul. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks, JP. Anybody else want to raise their hands? Oh, uh, Jenny in her square is raising her hand. Well, that means she's raised a hand. I can't see. I, see I don't know here. how to do it the other way. Oh, there she is. All right. Yeah, we heard you. Okay, good. So the doer is stopping me from asking a question. Yes. That's what has been holding me back for so long. And my my challenge is that the... the the, the entwinement of the doer and what I what I am and it actually trying to experience that felt sense throughout my day oh, I wish I could explain what I'm trying to say to you is that it's just a pain in the the ass when I leave my house and I go to fucking work I'm I'm gone that's it game over from even even pondering the thoughts again of what's going on is 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 just happening understanding the doership is a program all that knowledge or that i think is within me that i would like to execute in my day is fucking out the door as soon as i get into work and i'm sorry for swearing but it's just it's so frustrating when my whole damn day is gone and i feel like i've just i'm always flipping flip-flop flip-flop but the flop is way too long and i know the person that's speaking can't change any of that and that that when i when i heard you say that the self is trying to find the self i almost fell on the fucking floor like for eight years it's been nothing but self-help and learning and reading and trying to do more more making graphs and watching myself and awareness just so much bullshit but I can't get away from it. Um, there's something that continuously pulls me to non-duality. 
continuously. And I'd, I couldn't give it up if I tried, honest to goodness. And I, it, it just sounds like there's no sense of even trying. It's all part of it. Well, maybe, honey, maybe see if if what you're saying is so real, it can be a very good counter through asking who is it real to, you know? Who is this Jenny that is attributing ownership or to what you're saying with such clarity and reality, yeah? Maybe just, but don't use it as a path or a practice. Just use it when it comes up. Just ask well, who is this Jenny that loses it when she goes to work? Because that which was uh, beyond or let's say before all, all around the Jenny that wasn't at work is the same space that's around the Jenny that is at work. Yeah. yeah. And it's not be a, it wasn't being affected by the Jenny before work or the work that's affecting Jenny while at work. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So maybe just throw a little wrench in occasionally and say, well, who is this that completely loses it when it goes to work? It's not you. It's being, it's being supposed to be you. Yeah. And then, then that once see this is going, this starts spinning, this spinning, more spinning here. Yes. And now you've got this active uh, slinkyism going. Yeah, yeah. So you got to throw a wrench in there occasionally. Yeah. Like there's a great one we learned in recovery, which is just a simple serenity prayer, you know, just or take a few breaths and use these simple things because Jenny may, it may seem like super far and super hard for Jenny, but for what you are, it ain't. A simple statement can do it. You know, like, hey, please grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, the courage to change the things we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Well, you take a couple of breaths or you look out the window and gaze for a little bit. There's lots of ways that the train of Jenny can be derailed. Yeah. During the day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I do. And all there's nothing. The idea, uh, see, a lot of times when the mental state is entertaining non-duality, it thinks it's, it's a failure to use any skillful means to relieve its experience because it's not real. This, that's bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah? Non-duality is a fact. Yeah? It will influence the assumptions greatly. Yeah? But the assumption trying to use the fact as a skillful means doesn't work well. It doesn't. Jenny would be much better off if she did the serenity prayer. Seriously. Or looked out the window and looked at something other than the people at work. Or whatever. Yeah? Yeah. Try it. And in, in that way, what happens is, because we don't see it, because we see the nobility of where we'd like to be, but the head is using it as a as a magnification of self. Yeah. So there's a there's this rule 62 we speak about in recovery, which is don't take yourself so seriously. And if you can't take uh, do that, then fucking surrender. Yeah. Surrender. You know, just uh, yeah. I wish. Uh, yeah. Thank you.
Yeah, Jenny, you know, you and I, every one of us are of the screen. We're not of the movies. Yeah, but you can't diminish the reality of the movie to that which is appearing in it. Yeah. Yes. You can't use the origin of the screen. Yeah. You can't use it as a character in the movie. You much it, there's much better skillful means than what you're not trying to use non-duality to be more of what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't work. I feel. So yeah, just Serenity Prayer was unbelievable for me when I first got into came into recovery. Because the head was just, I, there was so much belief in every absurd thing it ever fucking said. Yeah, it was incredible. I needed a way of life to break it. Yeah, and break it, it did. Yeah, and then new habits were formed. And the beautiful thing is, if you use skillful means, it should lead to not needing to use skillful means. <laughs> That's so how it goes. Yeah, because the inherent screenness becomes obvious. Yeah? Yeah. So the fire that you want to have find a pail of water to put out in the movie, the screen doesn't it doesn't see it that way. Yeah, the fire isn't burning the screen. Yeah. Yeah. So all right, yeah, come back here. It's a lovely little community. As soon as I leave it even gets nicer after the meeting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or get another job. <laughs> that might be good. You can get a lot of unemployment now. Anyone else, Mike? Yeah, I had a question. So, this is Rob again. Um, so, you non-duality is not two um, and we speak about the self and or the the not real one and the real one um but is that all one and i've kind of also thought of it as like the one who's not the self is kind of observing the self in a way but is it all just well, it's, all this, it's, all, it's just all a bunch of movement yeah going on in what we are yes we're sort of like the field that movement it's all verbing yet some of that movement is implying that there's a noun yes so that sets up the duality of noun and verb but all of all of it is verbing Verbing, yeah. But see, we're using duality to negate duality. So we're, we're attempting to see the non-you and then the you, yeah, as a negation of both. And then you'll find out what you are. You're not a non-you, yeah. <laughs> You're not a non-self. But we're using both of those aspects to negate each other. And then you start finding out what you are, yeah. Yeah. That's the sort of, that's how it worked with me. Yeah. 
I heard about what I'm not, and in the negation of what I'm not, I found out what I am, yeah, by being it, yes? And I didn't need any, uh, from that point, my diet, there was a lot of giving up of conceptuality, yeah. I didn't want to hear concepts about things. I wanted to find out about things. Yeah. And uh, it's working. Yeah. I like living that way. It's very economical. I'm not carrying a lot of knowledge or weight. And uh, I seem to know what I need to know when I need to know it. Yeah. Pretty cool. I like the idea of traveling lighter. We use that a lot. As, an, as uh, a demonstration in this dreaming uh, of the influence of this message, you know, captured with the statement of traveling lighter. It doesn't say everything's going to get great. It's just you'll find out that you seem to be able to travel lighter through whatever life has in store for you as this action figure. And then on that level, what more do you want, really? Really, what more do you want? The value of awareness is here, where it can seem not to be aware of. There's no value in awareness uh, for awareness, yeah? But here, it has value because it's seemingly absent, yes? Yeah. So, the idea that we're already, we are awake, we are awakeness, yeah? Yet, in this dreaming, you can seem to be awake to that, or there can be a seemingly awakeness to that, or there can be seemingly uh, asleep to that. Yeah, It can appear to what we are that we're asleep to that fact, or it can appear to what we are that we're awake to that fact. But the facts are fact. Yes? There's awakened. There's way awaking. That's it. Yeah? So... So the, the seemingly not so of that can only last for 80 or 90 years. You're going to pass, the action figure is going to end and it'll be like nothing ever happened. Yeah. Nothing that's happened here has changed any fucking thing. Something will take it seriously, but you won't take that seriously. That's the, that's the good news. <laughs> All right? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Rob. You've just spent your year, uh, your year quota of questions. You already blew it. You only get one or two. <laughs> I'm joking, bro. Nice to see you, Rob. I'll be back next year. <laughs> can people borrow questions? Question um, a lot. Yeah, you can. You can. There's a question. Yeah, you can buy questions. <laughs> Instead of indulgences, you can buy questions. <laughs> you can buy questions. I'm not going to say it's going to get you anywhere, but you can buy them. <laughs> it would help some people. Yeah. I mean, like, um, like you would. I haven't heard you sit here for a while about there's, you know, no, no, no requirements necessary except the ones that you have, right? The ones that you would put there. Yes. Because like the, the level of confusion is just 
so bizarre from the like today's the course of miracle lesson the calendrical lesson is i could see peace instead of this but of course it has 32 lessons before it <laughs> so like the requirement that you have to be doing something to get to lesson 34 that says i could see peace instead of this but you can be okay with it right because you oh yeah i did all that so now i can yeah my requirement un unconscious requirement can be satisfied well, yeah. Well, that's to me that that's captured in we're dreaming ourselves out of the dreaming. Yeah. And as yeah. we do, you know, the dream gets happier. So you arrive at a possibility that's always available at all times at the thirty-fourth lesson. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're at. It's like, you know, it's like we're on that walking, that moving sidewalk. It could be really sped up or slowed down, but there's a there's a movement. Yeah. So we're dreaming ourselves out of the dreaming. That implies a movement. Yeah. Yeah. And there's I that phase that. of like there's that phase of like like you're on the other side of it and you're like you're getting your face is getting pushed up against the glass because that means like like in the case example of forgiveness, everything is forgivable. So like all your little attempts to do like one by one forgiveness, maybe are moving you this way, but they're moving you towards no forgiveness is necessary. Everything is forgiv forgivable. And that which would like want to be justified for all the years and all the lessons that never worked, <laughs> they're going to be really pissed off that that's all forgivable. <laughs> yeah, but see, the action figure has a destiny in the dreaming. So that may be its destiny. Like I remember I'd run into people and they were hell bent on getting awake. And I said, you're really go moving backwards because you already are awake. So you're going to arrive at the fact you already are awake by getting awake. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the way it goes. Because some people are going thinking if they're going this way, they're getting somewhere. And But it's the same. It's it's a duality of the moving sidewalk. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> moving when, sidewalk with your face pushed up against the glass. <laughs> when something happens, it's always the same. It's always been this way. <laughs> but that's the beauty, because no matter how long it took to get there, when you get there, it tells you it's always been this way. <laughs> so basically nothing was really wasted, even though our investment in time made us feel like there was a big waste of time, but there wasn't any waste. Yeah? Skylar's mom chimed in, but I don't know what it means. My Skylar says, my mom got that one. She oh, started. She, started. she yeah, has she understood it. Yeah, what? she understood what? that one. It clicked with the thirty fourth, and then from that point on to now, she was oh. like, she got it. She got it. She got it. Oh, good. Yeah. Thirty <laughs> four, the lucky number. <laughs> She's like, when's the next meeting? <laughs> well, it's like remember the thing we used to do with the uh, Monopoly game, so. When the selfing is doing its thing, you start as a self, which is really the third square. Yeah. And so, but you're inherently the zero, you know, the zero square. So then the third square does a lot of stuff. And each time it does go someplace and has a deep experience, it has experience of the zero square. After a while, it realizes every other square is appearing in the zero square. So there's no difference 
between 37, 64, 180, it's all of the same zero. Yeah? Yeah. She said That's it's like shoots and ladders. <laughs> yeah, but but there's gonna be a you're gonna be climbing a ladder, but it's not you. That's the beauty of it. Because the, what's the action figure gonna do when people used to when you used to talk about you're not the doer and stuff? They immediately go to then I'm gonna lay on a couch all day, you know. <laughs> but but the whole point is have you laid on a couch all day and you weren't the doer that day? It, there's never you've never been the doer. It isn't like You've been the doer, and then now you're not the doer. No, there's never been a doer, and you've done all this shit. <laughs> you, you think all this shit would have happened if you weren't the doer. It's happened, and you're not the doer. Yeah? It's part of the costume. See, a lot of times... You think you get in something and then you get out of something, get into something else. It's like you're in a, an amusement park and life takes you, brings you to a ride and some you like and you like it to last. Some don't but you, and you want to get off. But you don't realize you're the ride. You're the ride. Yeah. I can hear it. Yeah. It's you're the ride. This is the biggest ride of all. Yeah, we the the ride is you think as this ride that you get in and out of rides. <laughs> <laughs> and then you think if I get out of a material ride and into a spiritual ride, it's never gonna change. And then get you you get really bummed out when you get off the spiritual ride and it's just like it always was. Normal and mundane. But that's the but you never see that the ride, this is the ride, yeah? <laughs> they really believe, because they believe they're such the doer that they believe they suddenly become the non-doer. No, because if, you know, I had to be the doer if all that shit was important. No, it didn't need any real doer. It's a dreaming. There's the dreaming of being the doer. Yeah, and it goes on. That's why I don't find much value trying to convince the dreamt, the doer dreamt that it's not the doer. It doesn't make any sense to me because it's, it's built in that it believes it doesn't, it didn't come to that sense of being the doer through evidence. It's used a lot of shit to reinforce it, but the me it was a mental fucking idea. There was a, there was an awareness of doing, and then it threw in, that must mean there's a doer. Yeah? Because we were a kid, one, two years old, three years old, you were doing tons of shit, and you didn't think you were the doer of any of it. You were shitting in your pants, you know, fucking all over. There was no embarrassment. You'd have a beautiful thing taking a big dump. Yeah? There was no doer. That came later. Yeah? And then so now when people think, well, if there isn't a doer then I'll just be laying on a couch all day. No. There's going to be doing. There's always been doing, yet there's no individual doer thereof. Yes? This isn't... You don't, you, you don't realize you're not the doer and then no doing. Like the soup Nazi. No doing. No. <laughs> doing continues. Yeah? It has an 80-year, you know... 
wind-up, 90 years wind-up. It's going to run out, but it's wound up. It's going to do it for 80 years, yeah? That which, see, that which is after is implied to be before, and it has tons of opinions about what comes after. <laughs> All right, Mike, whatever. Where are we? Any more questions? Uh, I don't have, see any hands up. It's like reading that book, and at the last page it tells you, you didn't need to read the book. <laughs> so what? You didn't, you weren't the reader of the book. There was some enjoyment, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, A Course in Miracles puts those things in like, quite frequently, about all you need to get is this, or all you need to, you know, or you forget that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, there's always a divine fucking with you. Pushing <laughs> your face against that glass. There's a huge cosmic sense of humor going around. <laughs> That's the meaning you give it. <laughs> You're lucky if you got the book that was only 30 pages and the last page it says you didn't need to read the book. Some people get a 1,200 page and they're really pissed when they arrive at the last page. <laughs> Start over. You remember the thing? There was a great story from the, from the New Testament I really liked because it was playing around with the idea of time. So there, it was a parable Jesus supposedly said, and I don't know it by heart, but I think I have the gist of it. So there was a, a guy that needed workers for his field, yeah? So he went, let's say, to the union office at nine in the morning, and he hired some guy. And he says, I'll give you $50 to work. The guy's pretty happy, goes to the field. Now the, the farmer realizes around 12, he's going to need another person. So he goes down there, hires another person who's going to work from 12 to 5 and get paid 50 bucks. And then they're working and working. And then around 3.30 or 4, the guy thinks, hey, I need another person. He goes down, hires someone at 4, pays him 50 bucks, and they're all going to get off at the same time, 5. Yeah? Now the person, yeah, the person who was first thinks he's getting fucked now. Because, hey, I've been here all day, and these people are getting paid the same amount. But you see, the employer in this parable had nothing to do with fucking time. Yes? Mm -hmm. The one who believed they did more and it took longer doesn't mean it gets there any faster. Yeah? Yes? Mm -hmm. I love that one because basically... They all got paid 50 bucks, yeah? Someone worked eight hours, someone worked a half hour, someone worked four hours, yeah? Now, if you got an investment in time, you feel like you've been screwed, yeah? But hey, every book that we're living in is going to end up, there was no need to read this book. 
<laughs> so, so if it if if something hits you strong enough and it tells you it's always been this way, then what did the longing had to do with anything? What with what did patience have to do with anything? What would you know? I missed the boat. Have to do with anything? You didn't miss the boat. You are you arrived at the other shore on having never left. Yes, that's mm -hmm. thing that just took out the whole idea of time out of it completely. Yeah. Now some people it may take them a little more time to realize on having never left, but who gives a shit? Yeah, look at you have friends here. We go to Zoom. Yeah, we go to sleep every night. All the dangers and the shit we went through today seems to be totally like an etch a sketch, just a race. At least for those hours, you go to sleep, you get up again, and whatever you know, do the best you fucking can, and not take yourself so seriously. Mm. Or admit you can possibly do that, and that will be that will allow you not to take yourself so seriously. Yeah, we you know this is what you hear in, at non-duality meetings. You are that. You can't get it. Yeah, you can't have it. You can't lose it. Can't experience it. Why? Because you are it. Yeah. What does that imply when you arrive at the shore and you realize on having never left, are it, yeah? You get to page 300 and it says, you didn't need to read this book, are it, yeah? Yeah, <laughs> the seeker is the sort, you are it, yeah? yeah. What's looking is what you're looking for, you are it. <laughs> you <know? Yeah. laughs> That's the assumption, which is a fact of non-duality. Mm. What we get is a lot of assumptions masquerading as, as facts. But this is an assumption in a world of assumption that's actually rooted in fact. You're not that. <laughs> You're not that which comes and goes. You're not that, that that gets big and gets small. You're not that that lives and dies, all like that. Yeah. A little bit of that will bring a, a lightness to your living here. Yeah. Yeah. Just get a, you know, a, there's an activity, a mental activity that's very, very fast. And I would say it's probably the quickest activity in time, at least on conscious level, which is selfing. And the selfing is rooted in claiming what's happening to imply there's a one. Yeah. And then that one, which is is implied after the claiming, now starts thinking it's doing all the claiming. Yeah. Because now it has a position that it's not in of being the proprietor, the doer, the owner, the thinker, the seer, and the feeler. And this is 
what's causing everything else to seem so unsettled because it's not sound it's insane truly yeah and so you're not going to correct the system through the system you have and you know and the beautiful thing is you're not the system you are the seeing of everything and and everything the system is in everything yeah it's not outside of what of everything that can be seen so you can see the system that is manufacturing implying authenticating this bogus noun in this world of verbing yeah and when you get a description of your life as a verb it sounds much more intimate and closer to the truth than your your life as a noun i swear to god because you're you're verbing so you're intimate with verbing yeah you're intimate with that the noun is like putting a putting a like a jacket on a river yeah You may want to call it Mr. River, but you lose the rivering, yeah? You miss out the whole, we are of verbing, so to speak, yeah? Oh, how's that going to help with my job, whatever? Well, find out, yeah? I think, you know, uh, it was a shout that caused the echoes. The echoes aren't before the shout, yeah? So let's get to the shout, see? See what's constantly echoing, yeah? I can talk about Paul as an action figure. Uh, it's just been an amazing... Uh, there was so much efforting and working and shit. It just became obvious. Even the sense of consciousness doesn't demonstrate straight any thought or effort. It's not like that which is seeing is trying to see. Yeah. It's that's its nature. And so it really became obvious to me. How could I believe that I can use thought and effort to arrive at that which demonstrates no thought or effort? It just doesn't make any sense. And a great Zen statement in Faith Mind says, you can't use activity to produce stillness. That would be activity. There you go. Yeah. See, how do you get out of the thumb puzzle thing? You're not a thumb. That's how you get out of it. How does it keep appearing like you're in a thumb puzzle thing, but you're not a thumb? Yeah, that's it. This isn't about gathering a super new radical skillful means so the thumb can seemingly think it got out of the thumb torture. No, it's recognizing you're not the thumb. Yeah. Suddenly the torture decreases unbelievably. <laughs> Who would have thunk? I thought I'd have to get out of it. Nope. You realize you're not in it. That's the way. <laughs> 
What happens if you try to get out of what you're not in? It just promotes a lot of guilt and shame as the doer because you couldn't do yourself out of it. You couldn't. Why? Because you're not in it. <laughs> you need to be in somewhere to get out of somewhere. <laughs> how, how long does it take to get out of an imaginary problem or an imaginary place? No time. <laughs> what do you need to do? Absolutely nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Then why are you decorating something you're not in? Well, that's what you do. <laughs> you might as well make it look nicer. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. Well, I know. <laughs> Makes complete sense to me. <laughs> we are always applied to everything we meet. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, it's not what we're meeting, it's that which is being applied. Yeah. 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 Then the desire to get out of it gets transferred to that. I got to get out of that. I got to get out of that. I get it out of that. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, any more questions, Mike? Uh, Skyler says that her mom for tomorrow's meeting will have a list of questions for you. Well, thank God I won't be there, but the meeting will go on. But I'm. <laughs> Thank God I never attend these meetings. <laughs> we'll look forward to that. What's, what's her name? Jules? Jules. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. Well, Jules, you got to you gotta buy a couple questions from your daughter because uh, uh, you're going to be spending the whole uh, yearly quarter. So Skylar's put in a lot of shares, so she has built I know. I'm out of my yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, Skyler has been funded in a GoFundMe. We sent a lot of questions. Yeah, yeah, send them wisely, please. All right, well, are we gonna, we're just gonna say goodbye, I think. Eh? I'm gonna come out of the closet. <laughs> Always a pleasure. I need to send you something about another. I'll, I'll talk to you. Uh, I'll send it to you after I get off the phone, off the Zoom. All right. If not, uh, I'll forget it and I'll send it to you tomorrow. All right, Jenny. Nice to see you, honey. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Judith and Kerry. Yes. A marriage made in Zoom heaven. A marriage made in Zoom heaven. Yes. When two squares collide, this is what happens. It's so lovely to see you laugh, Paul. 
Uh, yeah. so lovely very and infectious you untie every little knot every little um misconception with every word that you speak thank you so much oh great well yes well, just lovely yeah yeah laughing seems to be the the appropriate response to those things taken seriously. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Sue, nice to see you, Sue. Uh, I didn't know anything about who and what were the, but the uh, sweats, but it was a big one in Mount Shasta. It only happened once a year there. 19, I think it was 1989 or 90. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We got, uh, Oh, no, that's his name, Mika John Christen. I was thinking, wow. Yeah, that's it. Like the Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. All right, nice to see you, bro. <laughs> we got John K. Always a pleasure. Sanda, she's laughing. That's a good sign. We always like to see her happy. Yep. Brahmi, oh, we got the two Indian heavyweights next to each other. Oh, that's a heavy dude. That's a heavy threesome. We got John K, Sanda, and Brahmi. Woo! Wow. That would be if we were in a spiritual baseball league, we'd be uh, called the fucking... <laughs> yeah, what a... That would be a murderer's row. Yeah, right here. That's cool. All right, we got Robert F. Nice to see you, Rob. From the lovely world of Kiwiness. New Zealand. Gary C., he's a man without a corner. He's finally free. Z, as always, a pleasure, Z. I'll, I'll call me tomorrow if you want. Yeah? Yeah. We got Rob. Rob uh, came in. Nice to meet you, Rob. We got Linda. Always a pleasure, Linda. We got Vlad. Vlad, very nice. See you, Vlad. You're starting to look like uh, Yanni, but plays piano. <laughs> Clifford, nice to see you, Vlad. Clifford, Street as always. Clifford. Street Clifford. Street Clifford. Street, S-R-I. Oh, Street Clifford, yes. Street, Street Clifford. Have you, been, have you ever had the... Uh, I used to love the sticky rice, uh, coconut milk, but sometimes they use condensed milk and the mango. That was my yeah. favorite dessert there. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's oh man, and the mangoes in Thailand are incredible. Mm. I think they have the best mangoes in the world, Thailand. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. They, they grow here where, where I live. Yeah, they just go and pick them. They're gorgeous. I used to eat pounds of that stuff. Mm. I used to go to a Thai, a Thai market at night. I, I, the lady liked me. She never spoke English. I didn't speak Thai. But I went yeah. to her for years. And by the time, you know, the fourth year, she was giving me about a pound of sticky rice, two yeah, mangoes, yeah. and a pint of coconut milk. Yeah, yeah. It was like an organic quaalude. I'd eat it, mm. and I'd just go to sleep. <laughs> but it's funny you tend to get on better with people when you don't speak the language there's a there's, like a there's a recognition yeah this lady was uh so unbelievable but one time i 
came there and she didn't have it. And so she ran around and got all the ingredients. And I, I couldn't believe how much sugar she used in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was taking like a half a pound of sugar every night. Yeah. All right, Mary G. Nice to see you, Mary. Kenneth. Kenneth is now in Vancouver. Yes, very good move. We got a, uh, what is this one? Bernard. Bernard. Another Bernard. Nice to see you. Or is it the other, is it the old Bernard with, he shaved your head? No. Yeah, that's a shave. Oh, nice to see you, Bernard. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, we got John R. John, talk to uh, Mike about the money thing, all right? I'm lost with it. I just can't, can't take it. We got Phoenix in Hawaii. Wow. Phoenix in Hawaii. Tom, nice to see you, Tom. Have you been here before, Tom? Oh, it's so nice to meet you, Tom. Skyler, as always. Love you. Good night. See you. See you. We got <laughs> JP from Vietnam, right? Not that far from Clifford, I'd imagine. We got Jennifer from Arizona. Johannes from uh, Germany. We got David W. I don't know where Dave's from. Colorado. Colorado. And then Bruce. Yep. Bruce, where are you uh, inhabiting at the moment? I'm in L.A. L.A. Los Angeles. Yes, yes. I like going down there. Kaiser, nice to see you. Minnesota? No? Yes. No. Uh, we got Amelia. She's in the other room. <laughs> we got Mario from Mexico. Nice to see you, Mario. We got Susanna. She's a, she's another Marinite, yes, somewhere. Nice to see you. We got Keith. He's now an Idahoian from Boise. Yes. I don't want to see you in any, uh, yeah, never mind. I'll talk to you later about all that. All right, we got, uh, let's see, some others that are anonymous. Mike C., Linda, Allison, Julia from uh, Australia. I think she's maybe she's out of quarantine now. And uh, that's it. It's nice to see everybody. Always a pleasure. And uh, yeah, we're going to be doing uh, a virtual retreat, something I swore I'd never do a retreat, but a virtual one. February 20th and 21st. Uh, come join us. It's 100 bucks, I think. They make some of the money. Some of the money comes to me. I'm doing it with another group from uh, Toronto. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Two, uh, two days. Yeah, me trying to avoid speaking most of the time. And, uh, yeah. All right. See you guys. Thanks. Bye. Thank you, Paul. Yeah.